Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Roll Up. This is episode number 50, Todd. Episode 50. number 50. Oh, yeah. Wow. We are doing absolutely nothing to celebrate. That's not true. We actually do have a little something up our sleeves. Um, so we'll get right to it because we have some special guests that are joining us uh, tonight to do do what Todd does best, which is a tournament. Uh, so hey, I'll just... Hey, hey we're, we're going to jump on it. We're recording on February 28th. I just couldn't wait till March. You know, we're, we're getting, <laughs> getting a little early on it. But that's okay because we're going to drop the episode a little early too. So it's true. We're dropping it on March 1st. Yeah, so March 1st. So it's, it it's will March be March Madness. Madness. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Uh, and that voice you just heard was the voice of Dave Little, um, who is one of our special guests tonight. Dave, how are you? Doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, And then to his right in the Zoom room is none other than Tim Dalton. Tim, how are you? I'm doing well. Another uh, 19 episodes. What what number we got guys be at then? Oh, we were family friendly around here. Right okay. Now, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, well, we got number 71 uh, going later this week, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. Nice. Good. All well, right. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly won't be any 69. Um, and then uh, we have right here to my left uh, in the Zoom room is Bill Lewis. Bill, how are you? Uh, I'm very well. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, And, you know, Bill, I know that you're kind of the newbie in the room right now, so to speak. Uh, I haven't had the the (laughs) pleasure really of doing this with you before, but uh, really excited to have you. Um, And one of the things that we like to do when we start off, obviously people are more familiar with Tim and Dave's story, is is kind of ask you how you got started in the game. Well, I'm a uh, PWI guy, like uh, a lot of people were. For sure. Uh, discovered it through um, through Pro Wrestling Illustrated, obviously. Uh, just ordered uh, the first uh, Champions of the Galaxy set. It was probably, I bet there was probably three or four sets out by the time I actually got around to ordering it and playing it. Mm. Uh, and from there, just sort of played the black and white sets uh, off and on until Legends uh, came out. And then I got into Legends almost consistently from that point on. Uh, and played pretty consistently from there. Well, that's going to come in handy tonight uh, once we get to to Todd's tournament. Um, and speaking of which, uh, Todd, how are things over uh, Fed HQ? Things are good. Uh, getting ready for the madness of March here. Um, and I'm trying to think anything. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always lots of stuff going on. Getting everything kind of set for all the uh, the new releases. I think we're. Getting real, real close to all the artwork being done, starting formatting the stats, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting uh, geared up for this next release cycle. And uh, yeah, I had the big uh, pre-order that went up last week, which uh, always uh, blows up my email uh, on the fr- first Friday night there. But it's uh, yeah. always exciting to, to finally get that out there. The new season of Prime as well. So lots of exciting things on the horizon here. Well, I think that that's a perfect opportunity for me to segue into our teasers. Uh, the the Friday night pre-order announcement, of course, was none other than the legendary Sputnik Monroe. Uh, just a blockbuster announcement. Uh, really excited to have Sputnik in the game um, with someone that once I, I heard that, that we had, um, you know, I just couldn't wait. And, and as someone that I've been admirer of for, for quite a while, I think um, seeing the Memphis Heat documentary uh, really sold me on him. I, you know, I'd seen him uh, and heard of him before that, but that was just, you know, really eye opening uh, hearing him talk and hear others talk about him. Uh, and of course, the, the uh, wonderful moments that he had in Memphis. But um, also, you know, his career was was pretty 
much uh, you know towards the top of the card wherever he went. Uh, it was just pretty much exclusively in southern territories. So, um, Todd, you have a quizzical look on your face. I'm just reading through some different things here. Get ready uh, okay. for discussion. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I just I didn't know I didn't know if some of you were having technical difficulties, so I wanted to make sure. Uh, but Sputnik Monroe obviously is an incredibly important figure in the history of professional wrestling because uh, of his exploits outside of wrestling as well. Uh, he he worked very hard to uh, integrate venues that he worked at, um, and uh, you know was definitely a man of the people. Um, he, he wasn't going to follow any silly rules about where he could or couldn't go regardless of, of getting arrested I, over a dozen times I believe um, and uh, and always happily paying his fine and um, and having a black attorney represent him in court which was something that apparently the judge that initially saw that had never seen before a, a black attorney representing a white uh, defendant so um, hell of a guy hell of a guy Tim what are your thoughts on Sputnik Monroe you know I I, I thought he was uh, just a great great signing Great to get him in the game. I thought uh, just just a uh, uh, you know one of those one of those kind of iconic people that uh, that we seem to to run across. You know that that we seem to get signed here and there. And uh, um, thought the artwork was good. You know we were taught bandying about you know references for artwork. And I said you know it's not like he had a chiseled physique or anything. And he had just such a great face. Uh, I said you know if we're going to do the close up. I mean, you know, that that was my first vote. So, and I'm I'm glad that that worked out. I thought uh, Warner did a good job on it. And um I I just think it was great. I know some people said, you know, he would have fit with the Memphis set, but it's kind of good that we didn't because we had a lot of cards to work on and this gave us a little bit more time to do some research and and try to nail everything down. So, um and Chad did a did a yeoman's job on that one. So, um but yeah, thrilled to have Sputnik in the game. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, we'll definitely talk a little bit more uh, on the next episode of Roll Up, I believe, uh, about the circumstances for him, you know, not being in the Memphis set. Uh, that is a story that we we wanted to talk about, but we've got kind of a packed episode tonight, so we'll save that for next time around. Um, Dave, thoughts on Sputnik Monroe joining the Legends of Wrestling game line? Um, <clears throat> a little before my time, but uh, but a great <laughs> signing. I spent a lot of time reading about him this week, and and. A lot of the, uh, the the life history that that Sam you shared with us is just such a such a magnificent story that you know it's a privilege to have him in the game and I'm I'm reminded of the comments that Jerry Briscoe made at the Hall of Fame last summer that you know one of the reasons why he is such a supporter of the Filsinger Games line is that this is a company that really has a strong respect and honor for the tradition of wrestling. And this is one of those findings that, that reinforces that. And, and yeah, the fact that he is getting his own, uh, his own mention in his own moment of, uh, of remembrance here in the, in the Felsinger universe is, uh, I think a great credit to you guys. Thank you for, uh, for doing this. Yeah, I, I think that sentiment is is spot on, Dave. You know, the the fact that obviously there were a lot of people that were thrilled with the announcement on the message boards, for instance, but there are just as many people that weren't as familiar with him and wanted to learn more about him, which I think is incredibly gratifying. And anytime we can pay tribute to somebody um, who, who is no longer with us, first off, but but also uh, had such a, a uh, impact on the business, um, both in and out of the ring, is something you know certainly worth doing, and that I think that we're proud of. So um, I. 
I look forward to continuing that. And, and, you know, it's something that uh, I have always loved about the game, even before I was, you know, involved on this side of things, learning about certain guys. In fact, I remember like Fred Curry was a guy that I learned about through the game, didn't really know anything about him. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Uh, so hopefully people can do that with Sputnik and, and you know, and, and on and on and on whenever we're lucky enough to sign some of these people. Uh, Bill, what about you? What are your thoughts on Sputnik? I didn't actually know much about him actually coming from uh, the Ontario side of things. Uh, I always think of like someone like Sweet Daddy Siki up here uh, north of the border that sort of broke down the color barrier up here. Sure. Uh, and uh, it was interesting. I was watching a documentary on him. This is past just before the announcement came out. And then this card dropped, and I thought that's pretty cool. We got this card coming in the game and sort of the breaking down the color bar- color barrier and and wrestling and both in the south and then almost at the exact same time period. Sweet Daddy Siki doing the same thing north of the border. Uh, it's, it's interesting, sort of the time between the two, but uh, it's great to have him in the game, obviously, and uh, and you know, looking forward to going down the rabbit hole and uh, reading some more. Of it, so, yeah, I mean, they're yeah. really we're we're lucky there. You know, I think because uh, of of you know his um, actions in in Memphis specifically, um, there there are some really great articles out there about him. Um, and again, I, you know, I've mentioned it a dozen times before, honestly, but the Memphis heat documentary, if you've not had the opportunity to see that and you're listening to this right now, it's definitely worth your time. It's fantastic documentary, uh, especially for those old days, uh, about Memphis, you know, even some of that, uh, that pre pre Jarrett and, and Lawler stuff, which, you know, we love Jarrett and Lawler around here, but the pre Jarrett and Lawler stuff, uh, is pretty special as well. Uh, Todd thoughts on Sputnik Monroe. So, uh, yeah, I mean, fantastic signing. This is obviously someone I know a lot of people were very interested in getting, uh, you know, obviously the wrestler there himself, but also just the, the, the significance, you know, socially. I first heard about Sputnik through uh, one of Cole Cabana's podcasts, the Pro Wrestling Fringe, where he has a good storytelling podcast, which coincidentally, he just released the whole series uh, for free. It used to be like a Stitcher premium. Now it's all for free. And uh, just last week. So I actually had listened to the Sputnik uh, episode again over the weekend. So if you want a quick glimpse of that, definitely uh, look up that pro wrestling fringe uh, uh, podcast and listen to that one. It gives you a good overview of everything. And I think he even has a little bit of, of an interview with some of his uh, taglines at the end if you listen after the credits and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal. Uh, exactly. (laughs) um yeah i'm thrilled with the with the announcement with the addition and i think that the fact that things were able to kind of be timed in such a way that even though he wasn't a part of that memphis set he comes hot on the heels of that memphis set so uh you know things have a way of, of working out um we also, of course, have a hot off the presses announcement for uh, tonight, um, Monday night, February 28th, uh, and that is for Kronos Return to Civilization, uh, and the announcement is for Fortune. Fortune comes through the portal to Kronos looking to collect an old debt. Who has he been looking for, and who immediately becomes a new target for the hitman for hire? Fortune arrives on Kronos with his guns blazing, and Kronos Return to Civilization, available for pre-order now. Uh, I will go ahead and start things off with uh, Todd. I know you just got done talking, but continue, sir. What are your thoughts on Fortune? Um, uh, he looks familiar. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't pick it up. But yeah, I mean, it looks vaguely familiar. Maybe not exactly, but uh, uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's cool to cool to see uh, this character uh, in into Kronos. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to see uh, exactly what he's there for. So. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I, knowing that Kronos has a pretty stacked r- roster, especially when it comes to stats, you know, the cards are, are, are pretty beastly. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how Fortune fits in there, especially compared to, you know, uh, a, a prior card that uh, someone with that name may have had in, in the GWF. Uh, we'll see how that compares. Uh, Mr. Tim Dalton, you know what? I'm going to save you for last. Uh, Bill, what are your thoughts on Fortune? Uh, I don't play uh, the uh, the Kronos uh, sets, but I'm always intrigued by the artwork and the backstory. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't really have much comments as far as the actual game part of it goes, but like the artwork and the announcement, the teasers are really well done. So I always enjoy checking those out. Excellent. I, you know, sometimes that's half the fun, honestly, is just seeing the new artwork and seeing what's going on, even if you don't necessarily follow uh, the game lines. And, you know, with Warner kind of continuing to hit it out of the park with, with all of his art for the various game lines, uh, it's, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, Dave, what about you? Your thoughts on uh, Fortune? Um, not a, let, not a uh, Champions player, but uh, the original Fortune is a good friend. <laughs> and one of my favorite most interesting moments at Galacticon is always just watching the Friday night unveiling and just the, the intrigue and the fascination and how captivated the guys are at, you know, the new, uh, the new cards and the new stories coming out every year. So, um, yeah, the, the, the champions guys are having fun with this and I'm all for it. Right on. All right, Mr. Tim Dalton, what are your thoughts on fortune? You know, I thought that that part of the portal, I thought that was still closed down, and that that they they, they couldn't they couldn't get into this this uh, this part of Kronos, <laughs> but apparently not. Uh, I don't know. He looks he looks kind of like a jobber to me. I'm I'm hoping his pins are around you know nine six, but uh, but I guess time will tell, and we'll uh, take a look. But I'm I'm sure he's got a very nice wife and daughter, from what I could <laughs> tell on the card. <laughs> I think yeah, I think that's a good bet. Um, well, you know what? I just noticed that we've got a run in, and and I'm going to uh, make sure that this happens because uh, we we've got another guest joining us, and uh, it's a run in by none other than Travis Heckle. I don't know if Travis can hear me just yet because he is literally connecting right now. His audio is connected. At least that's what Zoom tells me. Things you never know what's going to happen on roll up. Uh, Travis, can you hear me? I can. What's up? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad you're here. You know, we actually just covered uh, the teasers, but it is worth going back to the Sputnik Monroe teaser because, of course, the one responsible for signing Sputnik Monroe and bringing him to the game is none other than Travis Heckel. Travis, tell us a little bit about signing Sputnik. Oh, gosh. Uh, I was in a Memphis Facebook group, um, and I happened to see his daughter, I think, or something. So I reached out to her, and uh, I saw she had checked her messages, and she didn't say anything back. So I tried again. She was like, oh, my gosh, that's great. I would love for my dad to be remembered. So she was tell me whatever you need me to do. And uh, so I sent her the paperwork. She sent me back that night, and uh, I talked to her yesterday. She loves the art and everything. Oh, she great. thinks it's awesome that he's in and everything. So she's excited. So I told her, I said, well, maybe we can get you a copy of the set or something because she's real excited about it. Oh, for sure. Really. For sure. Well, I, you know, if, if A, if only they could all be that easy and B, thank you so much because I, you know, even on a, on a personal note, he's someone that I have wanted in the game for quite a while and I'm thrilled uh, that, that we're able to do it. Um, what are your thoughts on Sputnik? Um, you know, separate from obviously signing him and stuff, just, you know, some of your thoughts and maybe, you know, being a little bit closer to home for you. Uh, uh, not necessarily memories. I think he was a little bit before your time, but, uh, uh, you know, thought 
Monroe. <laughs> Thoughts on Sputnik Monroe? No, it was good to have him because um, ever since I was a kid, I just loved the history of Memphis wrestling. I used to get those. Uh, I don't know if you got Cornette's book, the rags, papers, and pens. Yeah, had all of his. Um, he had all of his. Um, um, old CWA magazines in there. So I used to love. So I remember when Cornette was a photographer. Yeah. Yeah, ringside and stuff. So I used to love going back and reading all those. My aunt would have some of them, so I, they would go to Louisville Barnes every Tuesday. My aunt and uncle would. So I would always just love to read all those, learn the history about it. And as I got older, I started hearing names. And back then, we didn't have the Internet. So I remember even <laughs> trying to go to the library. Like I, uh, My college was downtown Louisville, and we had a library not too far from it. so sometimes from the breaks I would go over there try to fish out stuff in the was it the micro microfilm is that what it's yeah, called micro and I was yeah. always try to look for Memphis uh, anything I could find on there so I would used to read about I mean I used to remember reading every once in a while something about Sputnik Monroe but I didn't get to see a whole lot of them back then until really the internet I got to kind of really see a lot more about him and read more about him then. so it's exciting to have him because I mean he was probably the first huge Memphis star so to have him I mean as for really probably Fargo and definitely Lawler were really huge so it's good to have him in there let fans learn about him because that's what I like the game for is the history of it so when when I can see when I we can anybody can get a guy that has a historical value like him I think it's pretty awesome yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, the, the staying power that he had, while not necessarily on top like he was in the late 50s and early 60s, he, he basically was, you know, in and out of Memphis for like two decades. So, you know, 20 years in, in, in Memphis, I think that uh, obviously not a part of the Memphis set. He fits really well with this particular Golden Age set because the heyday of his career was certainly in that, you know, middle, late 50s and early 60s, um, like most of the other people people in the set but I think um that that the staying power that he had and his accomplishments and and also worth noting that he didn't necessarily have to have the belt to be the guy you know he was still the you know the the draw um and I think that uh people that are learning more and more about him by way of this and you know maybe seeking out some of the articles like I was mentioning earlier that are out there will learn about his career, you know, as well as his exploits outside of the ring. So, so once again, kudos to you, Travis, for for bringing him to us because it's it's an awesome announcement, a hell of a signing, and I'm really looking forward to getting that card and, and seeing what it can do. Um, with all that said, I think we can just jump right into our tournament. Like we don't need to to waste any more time. Um, so, Todd, what have you got for us? It's March Madness. It's, it's March Madness here. As you know, starting right off, I'm like, well, we got to get a tournament in right away. And, uh, you know, we, you know, previously we've done three different tournament podcasts and roll up. Uh, we did the uh, greatest uh, planet in the GWO or Champions of the Galaxy universe. We did that one first. Uh, we did an Indies one where we helped decide one of the cards for Q3 um, in Prime last year. And then we did um, a Gladiator tournament. Uh, champions of the guys, but we haven't done anything legends yet. So I was like, we really need to get a legends tournament in here. Uh, and uh, I think we have a fantastic panel. Obviously when it comes to legends tournaments, there's nobody better to have than bill bill here. Uh, bill runs all the legends tournaments uh, on, on the board there. I was just reading through some of that there. 
Uh, actually, before we jump into the main tournament here, Bill, why don't you talk us a little bit about what you do at the Legends Tournament on, on the boards? Um, well, it, it's your basic standard 64 uh, competitor tournament single elimination kind of thing. Um, and I started, I think it's this is version number 12. So I think it's been 12 years I've been doing this now. Uh, and just started out, you know, took the top 64 guys based on, I think it was a RAL ratings at the time. Uh, and uh, just sort of played them off. And uh, I got the thumbs down there from Tim. You don't like the rating system, I take it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a fan of the raw ratings. But other than that, uh, you oh, know. I mean, it, it started off like that. And then it just sort of just kept carrying on and through the black and white sets. Uh, and eventually I got to the point where it was the same 64 people all the time, essentially. So I decided to take the first round losers out uh, for the next year. So we'd get 32 fresh faces in there every year. Uh, and then when the color cards came out, I went down to 32 uh, competitors for a year and then back up to 64 again once we had competitors, uh, enough cards to fill out the raw, uh, about the, the bracket. And it's a story I play every year and uh, look forward to getting that last Christmas set in. And then in January, I start the tournament and, uh, you know, I, I do, I post one match a day for 60, was it 63 days or whatever it is. Yeah. And, yeah to do that, except uh, I double up on the second round, so it was a little quicker, but that uh, just sort of became an annual thing that I do. And it gives me a chance to sort of uh, explore the new cards and the, the, the heavy hitters that have come into last year that I don't necessarily have at my own Fed, and you get a chance to use those and see how well they do. And uh, it's always fun to see who uh, comes out on top. That's great. That's a great way to yeah. kind of mix in a bunch of new guys. Yeah. At least, you know, if you don't get to use them regularly all the time, at least you get to use them for this there. So right. that, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Just kind of and looking I, at looking at I, the, I, oh, sorry, I was just going to say I've never had like uh, in the tournament's history the top rated RAL rating or brightest card has never won the event, which I find really interesting. Like Andre never won it, uh, Vader hasn't won it. Uh, it's always someone that you know, some someone that comes out from the like the mid card or someone like that and gets a hot roll of dice, and then next thing you know they're they're in the finals. Uh, I've had Rover, I've had one of the Road Warriors win it. I've had. Uh, uh, who else? Greg Valentine was a finalist one year. It's just really weird to sort of the way the results uh, play out. Yeah. Yeah. See, Hawk that, defeated Greg Valentine in, in 2013. So that's right. Really yeah. Weird dice you were using that year. Yeah. 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 It just it just works out that way. I know. Uh, like uh, for instance, Andre went out two years in a row. Uh, for Anoki put him out by submission two years in a row. Uh, it was it two years that Anoki actually won the tournament back to back as well in the way? So. Uh, yeah, it's just an interesting sort of history that builds up over the years to see how the cards do and. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. Didn't Adrian Adonis get in the finals like he a year did. or two ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. Last year was actually, the, I think the final four were all new cards in that in that card year, which was great to see too as well. Wow. Yeah. I got. I got to say, I'm not too happy to see a DQ finish and a double DQ finish in the finals. You know, should yeah. we have you know some uh, and decisive that's always, winners here? That's always been a bone of contention, right? Whether the DQ should be in or not. And, and I started from the beginning allowing the DQs uh, and using the referee cards as well to sort of modify the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the way it worked out. When I got to that event, uh, that final, I think it was Savage and uh, I can't remember who the other competitor was in that year. Savage uh, and Van Dam. Right. And it ended up as a double DQ. And I thought, do I do a rematch? Do we do a second round? I thought, no, I'm just going to leave it like that. And there's going to be no winner that year. And that that's how I did it. And I always think about like uh, the uh, the tournament in Japan every year. The, uh, well, I'm drawing blank on the name of it now. The G1? 
Yeah, thank you, the G1. And like every once in a while, they'll throw a DQR count out finish in there to keep you aware of the fact they can do that. Right. And I wanted to add that element to the tournament as well. So that DQ finish is uh, something that can happen at any time. So even some of the bigger names can go up by DQ, uh, yeah, depending totally. on. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks. Yeah. And, and I always like the idea of like when I used to book, um, I put Andre in it. And if I wanted Andre to be a heel instead of a face, I, you know, I described him having a little more scruff on his face and a little more miserable looking as he came to the ring, something along those lines, sort of set the atmosphere for the match, which is something I enjoyed doing along the way too. So it was give me a chance to play with the characters uh, from heel and face perspective from different cards as a sort of tournament went along. So it's always been fun. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, if you ha- if you haven't checked it out, definitely, uh, follow along uh looks like where are you at right now in uh i posted the first semi-final tonight the second semi-final will be tomorrow and then the final will be the day after Ah, down to the down to the final four so very cool i won't i won't give any spoilers (laughs) if you want to read through definitely check it out there so all right, cool. All right, well, to to the topic at hand, though. So, um, you know, and look, kind of figuring, I want to come up with some type of a good Legends tournament uh, to do here. Was looking, uh, noticing that we were about to release uh, Legends expansion nine, which means we have released eight expansions. Hey, eight perfect tournament <laughs> number. All right. So we are going to match up uh, the different ex- uh, expansions against each other. So if you haven't listened to one of these before, what we do is I'll, I'll name out the, the, the matchup here, give a little bit of details on that. And uh, then we will go around the room and have everybody vote on which of the two options that they would like to see advance and maybe give a little bit of reasoning why. And uh, then whoever, uh, since we have, uh, I will not vote tonight since uh, Mike is not here. So I'll be a non-voting host tonight. Uh, So we have five votes. So whoever gets three, will move on uh, to the next round then. And then uh, once we get to the the finals, we'll we'll crown a champion for uh, our favorite Legends expansion of all time and let the controversy begin then. All right, we are going to start off. Uh, so, you know, since we have the eight numbers here, I figured, hey, let's seed them by the numbers that, that they came out at. So we're going to start off with Legends Expansion 1 versus Legends Expansion 8. This is a tough one. So I'll just go through the roster here just so everyone can follow along. So Legends Expansion 1, we have Bobby Eaton, Bobby Fulton, uh, Butch Miller, Dennis Condry, Luke Williams, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Stan Lane, Steve Williams, Terry Gordy, Tom Pritchard, and Tommy Rogers. So this is our tag team focused expansion. Uh, then we have Legends Expansion 8, which just came out the, this past um, uh, holiday season. Uh, our Memphis-themed uh, one. So we have uh, Austin Idol, Bill Dundee, Dutch Mantel, Tommy Rich, Steve Kern, Stan Lane, Moondog Spot and Rex, Brickhouse Brown, Coco Ware, Lanny Poffo, and Tracy Smothers. So let's start off. Uh, let's start off with Bill. Bill, what is your vote? Sorry, well, I'm sorry. What was the matchup again? <laughs> we have sorry. Legends Expansion One, yeah. the tag team expansion yeah. against Legends Expansion Eight, our Memphis expansion. I'm going to take the Memphis expansion. Um, just based on the fact that I think the cards are stronger as far as uh, solo competitors go. Uh, with the exception maybe of Terry Gordy and Steve Williams, who generally do well in my tournaments. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Memphis set. Uh, yeah. 
I haven't had a chance to use a lot of the cards yet in my own fed. So, uh, and uh, unfortunately, two competitors from the set went out in the first round uh, for my tournament this year. So, so it'll be another uh, two years before you maybe use some <laughs> exactly. Of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. Let's go over to Dave Little. Dave. Uh, very similar feelings to Bill. Very closely matched sets, the the, the Memphis talent and the uh, Expansion One talent. But by virtue of Gordy and Williams, who I think are the two best uh, in the in 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 the entire group, I would give it to number one. All right. So we have one vote for Expansion One. Vote and vote for Expansion Eight. All right, Man, let's go. This, the suspense is killing me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over to Tim Dalton. So I thought this was probably the toughest matchup of the of the tournament. Uh, trying to, to to pick one of these because I, um, even though we had more new cards in Tennessee, you only had two new cards in the tag team set. But it's the freaking Rock and Roll Express, um, and and you know you get and now you got the Midnight's, you got the Fantastics. I mean, you got just. You're 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 flush with tag teams after that that expansion. Um, Memphis said, "I just like all the guys in there. I mean, every everybody's good. There's not a there's not one that you kind of scratch your head about. Um, some under the what under the radar guys like Tracy Smothers. Uh, love getting him. Love getting that the the Fabs cards out uh, after a while. I like this version of Coco Ware better." Really, really, really tough decision, but I'm going to give it to Memphis by just a just a, a hair. All right, we got another one for expansion eight, the Memphis set. All right, uh, I have a feeling I know which way one vote is going, so I'm going to go to Sam. Uh, Sam, can you give me your vote here? Uh, our tag team or our Memphis expansion? Yeah, so I mean, I agree with so much of what has already been said, and and a lot of what Tim just said is exactly what was in my mind. Um, uh, but I actually reached a different conclusion because I, I'm going to go with expansion set one. Um, I think that just having all of those tag teams um, in one set and and the availability of that, um, especially when thinking about in terms of an expansion, when you look at the starter set and then you add this set in, it, you know, all of a sudden you've got your tag team division just set, you know, you don't have to worry about anything else really. Um, you, you could certainly make the argument that, you know, most of these are all kind of like headliner tag teams, main event tag teams. So it, it, it you know, it could make for uh, a little bit less diversity within your tag rankings. But that said, I, I just still think that, you know, it's it's such a fantastic set, and and even with the lack of like a lot of new cards, um, that wasn't something that was going to get in my way. And it was tough because the Memphis set, the Memphis set is is awesome, and and I, I love so much about it. And uh, um, you know, it, it it hurts that these two had to go up against each other at this early stage. But them's the breaks, so I'm going with expansion. Breaks, one. You know, that's. That's the Clearly, see, there right? should have been some better seating in this tournament. I'm saying, <laughs> just I mean, my you know, the tournament master says that this is the way to go. So, <laughs> all right, so we got a two-two tie. So as our tiebreaker, we're going to move over to Travis Heckle. Travis, I, we all think we know which way this one's going, but you may surprise us. I, I'm really interested to hear. This is like choosing. Between your kids, <laughs> because we got the it's Travis's the choice. It's a new movie. <laughs> because no, no kidding. In two thousand three, 
after the first set came out, uh, Tim probably knows. I, I'm always I was a huge Jim Cornette fan before I even started working with him. But I remember telling my wife, I said, "This next set, if Cornette the Midnight Express are in it, I don't care who else is in the rest of the Legends. That's because I'll be happy just to have them in there." So that's how much the Midnight Express means to me, obviously. But man, now I became friends with Austin Idol, really good friends with Austin Idol. So now we're kind of close too. So, oh man, the only reason I may go for Memphis, now oh, this is hard, because it has a Rock and Roll Express. Man, <laughs> is Memphis maybe a little more balanced, just a tad? And you could probably play, have a, a whole set card that may be a little more fleshed out than the tag ones because there's so many tags. And it's so, like with Williams and Gordy, it's so top-heavy with those because those, you know, the single superstars. And then you have, like, the Sheep Riders, just kind of like a lower team. But, oh, man, that is a gun to my head. It's almost a coin flip. Shoot. Why do you gotta do this for me? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make you the one deciding the the all together here. I mean, we had the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express on one side. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorites, and we have Austin Idol on the Fabs. Oh man, does anybody have a coin? You have one of those coin flippers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roll and die online odds and ends here. <laughs> I'm just gonna go Memphis by hair mm-hmm. because I helped out with that one. I, mean, I helped out with a lot of signings in that one. So I'm just going to go just like the slightest. Okay. That's it. I mean, you don't, don't, give don't, don't tell Cornette. Don't tell Cornette. <laughs> well, Cor- Cornette himself is not officially in the set. He was a special oh, edition. Wait, that's it. right. He was. <laughs> so yeah, he's on the book cover, though. I mean, we did write yeah. the bio for him there, but he's his card is not in there. So it's, it's all right. It's all right. I won't, I won't mention anything. I might mention something to Brian at one point. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even imagine the slimmest of hairs on this one. I can it's, imagine. It's hard. It, you know, one thing I will throw out there, though, is Travis, you made a really good point. Like, with this, ex- the Memphis expansion alone, you could basically put together a card. Like, you could just yeah. have a card with that expansion on its own. And I think that that is a really kind of interesting aspect of it because, y- you know, not every expansion accomplishes that. And, and this, there's just yeah. so much depth to it that y- you could do that, which is, which is, which is really cool. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, I, I I understand your pain. I understand. I mean, I didn't oh. even sign anybody that's in expansion one. I signed Lance Russell, so it's like you know, I'm I'm saying no to Lance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our next matchup. So this is our four versus five matchup. So expansion <clears throat> four. Uh, this is the uh, hardcore expansion. So we have Abdul the Butcher, Al Snow, Bull Curry, just incredible. Killer Kowalski, Mikey Whipwreck, Oxbaker, The Sandman, Shane Douglas, and Steve Carino. And Expansion 5 is our 90s expansion. We have BG James, Big Van Vader, uh, Davey Boy Smith, The Disco Inferno, D'Lo Brown, Fit Finley, Hugh Morris, Kip James, Mr. Hughes, and Val Venus. All right, uh, so let's start off this one uh, with Tim. Tim, uh, 
Hardcore Expansion 4 or 90s Expansion 5? This this is another close one for me, although I, I think this is one of the weaker matchups. Uh, or maybe maybe a, a matchup of like a, a couple of the sets that, that I wasn't as fond of as the tag set or the, the, the Tennessee set. Um, love the hardcore set because you get Abdullah, who, you know, whoever thought we'd get Abdullah. Um, Shane Douglas is a good addition there to kind of round out that that kind of ECW roster that that had started to come in, you know, with some of the guys we had in black and white. Um, and then the 90s set, I mean, you got Vader, for God's sake. So, I mean, it, it, it's a tough call. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the hardcore set because I really liked having Abdullah. I liked having uh, Curry. Uh, get get the color card. I like uh, Kowalski, and and I loved. I like the art a lot on, on Ox Baker. I think it's one of Warner's better jobs. Um, so I'm going to go go slim margin again, but I'm I'm going to go with the hardcore set. All right, so that's one for expansion four. All right, let's move over to. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Sam. So this is tough, and I and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I literally just changed my mind when I wrote when I wrote down a couple of notes earlier. Uh, I, I I had I had it set, and and I just changed my mind um, because I, I really like both of these sets, and I think that with uh, the hardcore set, you know everything that, that Tim just said is absolutely true, and you know the curry color update is awesome. Um, I, I love having Abdullah. Um, you know, and then on the '90s side, I mean, Vader, Davy Boy Smith, that Fit Finley art, which I just love. You know, I think is so is so cool. Um, but one of the things that popped into my head as Tim was talking is how I would use these guys. And the truth of the matter is, for me personally, with where my Legends Fed is right now, I have more use for one of these sets than the other, and that's the hardcore set. Uh, I just don't have a lot of use for a lot of the 90s guys. And initially, when I was going to make my vote, I was like, Vader, Davy Boy Smith. You know, I mean, it's like that That kind of seals the deal for me to have those two names. But ultimately, that hardcore set between Ox Baker, Killer Kowalski, you know, uh, Curry, I mean, it, 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 those are names that I'm going to use more often. And Abdullah, I'm going to bring in as a special attraction in my own fed. So for me, that set has a little bit more value, I guess. Than and the 90s. Sam, you know, coincidentally too, when I first looked at this, I had I had checked off the '90s set as the one I was going to vote for as well. Yeah. But then once I started, I, I went to kind of the same thing. I'm like, like, what? Well, which guys would I use, and which ones wouldn't I use? So sometimes, yeah, that 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 was odd because we did, we had the same experience there. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. It, I, I I hadn't thought about that in that way before you know, before the episode, but it's, it's definitely where I'm, where I'm coming down now. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, Bill, let's get your vote here. Uh, hardcore expansion four or nineties expansion five. When I looked at this matchup, it was sort of like a Vader being such a strong card uh, and, you know, card mechanic wise being a, a dominant player to the card to have in, in, in the game. But when it comes down to characters and, you know, the stories you can tell while you're playing the game. I think the hardcore set has the edge, uh, you know, and, and Killer Kowalski has to be one of my favorite cards to use both black and white and color. I've used him under a mask before, not with a mask. I've used him as a Russian teaming with Nikolai Volkov, uh, you know, it's all like Kremlin claw, claw instead of the Kowalski claw. 
And so I'm going to have to go with a hardcore set in this one just because I think the characters are, 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 are lead themselves to storytelling a little bit better than the, uh, than the 90s set. Okay. Yeah. Well, it looks like the hardcore set is moving on, but I'd like to hear uh, uh, from uh, Travis and Dave. So Travis, why don't you uh, give us your impressions first? Honestly, I probably would have chose the 90s set because, I mean, it's Vader. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I remember when he was announced. I, I mean, because I, I think Davy Boy was announced a couple of days before him. But when I, and I thought that, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe Davy Boy Smith. And when Vader was announced, that was just like jaw dropping. And that's when I knew we had something special going with Legends because to get a caliber of somebody like Vader and be able to use him in your fed is just. It, that's amazing to me. I mean, that's, he's probably one of my five favorite signings. And uh, the only reason I probably would have chose that over the hardcore set, I love Abdullah, but I'm just not a fan of like Just Incredible, Mikey Whipwreck, and Steve Carino. And I mean, I, I'm going to use anybody that signed because I think I, I know it sounds corny, but I think I owe it to somebody. If they sign with the game, I think I owe it to them to find a place in my fed. But if I had a gun in my head, I probably wouldn't use those three because I'm just not a fan of those. And Vader just is, just the Vader alone is just, if it puts anything over the top to me. So besides the Memphis stuff. Right. Dave, uh, what about you? Yeah, I am uh, admittedly not a real fan of the hardcore genre. Um, Hmm. So as much as I like Shane Douglas, as much as I like Al Snow being an Ohio guy, um, you know, the, the, the strength of expansion set five really uh, is where I would put my vote. Vader is my world heavyweight champion mm-hmm. in my Fed right now. So got that going for me. Uh, love the, you know, the, uh, the James gang, the New Age Outlaws, tremendous tag team, fun to, fun to play with. Uh, got some fun characters, Disco Inferno, Hugh Morris, Val Venus, lots of lots flavor of flavor in that set. Yeah. And and Davy Boy. So yeah, number uh my vote goes with uh set five, although I am in the minority once again. <laughs> I'm over two. You you'll 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 get one of these. You'll get one of these days. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well it's just go- like any other tournament. <laughs> 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 you have won one Galactic already, so that, that is good. That, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on to the next one here. So that this one, uh, that this one, I think I know how it might go here, but uh, I'm interested to hear. So uh, we have uh, expansion set two, which is kind of our southeast expansion. Uh, Barry Windham, Blackjack Mulligan, Brad Armstrong, Ivan Koloff, Jimmy Valiant. Johnny Valentine, Magnum TA, The Mass Superstar, Sam Houston, and Tully Blanchard. That set is taking on our vintage set, Expansion Set 7, uh, which is Frank Gotch, George Hackenschmidt, Strangler Ed Lewis, Strangler Evan Lewis, The Terrible Turk, The Great Gamma, Henry Ersinger, and Lightning Rod Fenton, not to mention the vintage charts, which I am a huge fan of myself. So uh, let's start off with Dave this time. Let's see if we can, if we can get the winner on this one here. See if I can get off the schneid. Um, <laughs> I'm going with set seven. Okay. Um, just because it's, you know, the history of wrestling and, and that era that is, is so good. And, and that set was so unique in, in its delivery. 
and in the uh, and in the new charts and everything. So yeah, set seven for me. Set seven. All right. Uh, set set two. Very nice set. Uh, probably my favorite among the losers in my in my bracket because <laughs> you know Wyndham is a very strong performer for me. Johnny Valentine um, is is another very strong card, and and I and I really like set two, but set seven is just so unique and, and brings so much to the table that uh, that gets my vote. Do you have a favorite from set seven? From set seven, probably uh, Ed Lewis. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, he's, he's, he can do a lot there. Yeah. All right, let's go over to Travis. So our Southeast set or the Vintage set? Uh, Probably the Mid-Atlantic Southeast set because uh, I'm such a huge Mass Superstar fan. When uh gosh, we started getting Georgia here in Louisville in eighty two and he was like the first bad guy I ever cheered. So him and the original Midnight Express, so he's always kind of like a special guy. And plus, you know, you get Barry Wyndham, Magnum, and you get Tully in the in the thing that was awesome. And I love the history of wrestling, but still it's when you don't hear about the guys' personalities as much, it's kinda of a lot harder to use them. Although Pikes newspaper clippings helps out a whole lot when you when get to read about those that helps that flush flush out a lot of their personalities that we get to read about but still you didn't really get to experience a lot of those guys so it's harder to feel a kinship with them like we did watching every saturday night with barry and magnum um ivan koloff mass superstar that was kind of a special time when you were kind of growing up formative years in wrestling you get to see a lot of these guys and they kind of stuck with you so i'm gonna have to go just a little bit the southeast mid-atlantic all right so we got one vote for expansion two one vote for expansion seven all right let's move over uh to tim yeah the you know looking at this too i mean this is another one where you got uh you know you got Wyndham and blanchard coming in new and in set two and then you got uh uh you got really i think we done did we did we do a, a prime card for Evan Lewis or some kind of a, a black and white card for Evan Lewis previously, but this four pack. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so this would have been really his first, you know, true yeah. card released in a set. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ed Lewis, you know, that, that, that redo, you got gotch and hack, you know, you got the great gamma two coming in and I love, I freaking love Rod Fenton. I mean, the more I read about that guy, the more I just freaking loved Rod Fenton. Um, just great um but i think just because of familiarity and because i always struggle to use the pioneer era guys in in you know when i was playing my feds i'm gonna go with the mid-atlantic region uh uh expansion with two because i just i loved getting Wyndham. that was huge for me because he i was always a he just a big barry Wyndham fan blanchard was great um and then being able to you know throw the boogie woogie man and and uh, blackjack and Johnny Valentine and all that on top. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that set. I'll go with number two. All right. So that's two for number two here. Let's go over to Sam. Sam, what do you say? Uh, I you know I, I could sit here and and say basically the same things that Tim just said, but I, I won't because I mean literally that's that's pretty much exactly what I was gonna say right down to the comment about Lightning Rod Fenton. So uh, yeah, I, I, that's I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna go with the Mid Atlantic set. Uh, I, I think that there you know that there's just for me I look at that set and I remember how excited I was when that set was announced and when it was coming out and and it just I don't know the 
even now I look back on that set and I just am like, wow, this is just such a great set. And I love the vintage set. You know, I, I dig those guys and I dig those charts. But yeah, I'm, I'm going Mid Atlantic. And again, for me as a promoter, I use that set more. You know, I mean, the, m- most of those guys are in my Fed. Johnny Valentine's my, my champ right now. So, I mean, like, those guys are in my Fed, whereas I've not yet, you know, really found a way to, to use the vintage guys um, like I would. Although Frank Gotch is my very first Legends champion ever. The very first Legends tournament I ever ran, Frank Gotch won. So, uh, black and white days, but, but yeah. The black, original uh, black and white card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so sorry, Dave. Uh, again, you know, odd man out here. But uh, <laughs> let's get to Bill. What was your What was your vote on this one here? Uh, my vote was also for the Vintage set as well. Uh, I just I just like the artwork and, and the charts are great. Although it's interesting that the second set also has some great charts with it as well, which sort of sets it apart uh, from the other expansion. That's sets. true. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, yeah. Right. So they have three or four charts in the back, right? Uh, but I just love the artwork on it and the the, the dynamic of the charts is, is just a great thing to throw in every once in a while. It gives a fresh feel to uh, a match on uh, any card, right? So, uh, yeah, I just I, overall I think it's a, I enjoy using the set and I enjoy using the cards. So that would be my vote over the um, Mini Atlantic set. All right. So three, two, we, you know, every single match has been three, two. I haven't gotten people in the right order to make it, you know, come up to the five always, but you know, <laughs> at least we're three, two and everything. So that's good. All right. So we're going to move on to our last first round matchup here. And this is our three, six matchup. This is a toughie as well. I must say. Uh, so we have our, uh, color expansion set three, uh, which is our, uh, Midwest expansion. Uh, we have Billy Red Lions, Butcher Vashon, Larry Zabisco, Mad Dog Vashon, Nick Bockwinkle, Ray Stevens, Red Bastine, Stan Hansen, Steve Regal, and The Crusher. And that is taken on set six, which is our Northeast 80s expansion. So the Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith, Warlord and the Barbarian, uh, Coco Beware, Bob Orton Jr., Adrian Adonis, Hillbilly Jim, Don Morocco, George the Animal Steel, and even though they're not Northeast guys, we have Manny Fernandez and Gordon Sully in there. Uh, so... Two huge, uh, you know, areas, very, very popular uh, promotions in those areas there. Let's kick this one off. Let's start off with uh, Sam on this one. Uh, This one might have actually been the hardest one for me, um, which I didn't expect. Uh, I love the the AWA theme set. I, you know, um, I, I love using the Flying Redheads. They're one of my favorite tag teams. They've been embroiled in a huge feud with the Kangaroos pretty much forever. Um, you, you know, they've traded the titles a couple of times. Uh, and I, I just love, uh, you know, having Ray Stevens and Nick Bockwinkle. And I, I, I mean, that set is just, it's, it's stellar. It, it really, really is. And then you come to that 80s set. And when I look at it, sometimes I'm sort of like, yeah, it's all right, you know. And then I'm reminded of, you know, I I use Adrian Adonis and Bob Wharton Jr. right now. I'm bringing in the Bulldogs soon. Uh, Don Morocco I've used. Uh, Gordon Soley is such an integral part of of my fed. Um, You know, Warlord and Barbarian. Um, You know, like, as was mentioned earlier, I prefer the Memphis Coco wear card. But still, you've got this beautiful art. You know, I love the the effect on the jacket. So it's very, very difficult because 
there is a huge pull to that AWA set uh, for me, and I love so many of those guys, and I use them so frequently. Um, but I, I got to give it to the to the '80s Northeast set. Um, I think Dynamite Kid alone is enough for me. Um, you know, contrary to what I said earlier about like the Vader set, is enough for me to just be like, it's a Dynamite Kid. Like, doesn't really get much better than that. Um, you know, but then you throw in Adonis and, and you throw in Gordon Soley and, you know, you, we've got the Barbarian and it's just, it's just a hell of a set and not to mention Manny Fernandez. So, um, that's, that's, that's my, my pick. Number six, Legends Expansion six. All right. So one for number six there, Travis, let's head over to you. That's another tough one. Um, man, I love the Bulldogs because... I remember I, I actually tried to sign Dynamite, talked to his brother. He has I just talked to somebody last week, my or his his daughter did, it was Chad. So I knew about the Dynamite signing like a week after it happened. So that was always a sign to get the Bulldogs because now I can play the Midnights and Rock and Roll Express versus Bulldogs. But growing up in the early eighties, even though I love Ric Flair, if you grew up with Memphis wrestling, Nick Bockwinkle was our world champion. So you got to look, and as much as you you know he was your world champion back then, the more you see Bachwinkle, the more you appreciate and seeing how good he was. Just he could wrestle any style. His interviews were all awesome. So just with Nick Bachwinkle, and then get Stan Hansen, which I remember he turned down the game a couple times, from what I've heard. Just to get those two in there, that's that's a big one. So I'm gonna have to go to the AWA Midwest set. Very cool. Yeah, it might put a lot of work into that Stan Hansen. Oh, that was, there was a lot of phone calls around that one. There, but, uh, luckily, that'll worked out. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move over to Bill. Bill, uh, what do you say here? I, I think I'm going to go with the AWA set just on the basis of Stan Hansen's card alone, uh, which is which is fantastic. I was so excited to see that he'd signed for the game, and I could I also heard the rumors of him turning it down before. And I couldn't believe he was in it. And the artwork is great. And, and uh, I love using his card. Uh, and, of course, Nick Blockwinkle as well is also stellar. And when you have Bobby the Brain Heenan in there as well, I think that's that's fantastic. I mean, he's such a great manager. Uh, and he probably could have fit into either set. But I, I like him uh, paired up with Blockwinkle and Stevens in the set. Uh, and, of course, the tag teams of the Bashans and the Redheads are, are great as well. Uh, I just think it has a slight edge over top of uh, the 80 set. Some of the cards are, I don't know, I just enjoy using the AWO ones a little bit more than, uh, say, uh, Coco Beware or or George Steele or someone like that. So uh, the AWA one gets my vote. All right. So that's another one for expansion three. All right. Let's head over to Tim. Yeah, this is, this is, this is good as well. I mean, uh, you know, Don Morocco is probably my all time favorite heel. Um, just for a, you know somebody that could could work, who could talk, uh, who could in, inject a little bit of comedy into matches. He's always been uh, the, the guy that I've uh, kind of been drawn to. Uh, getting that, getting Adonis was huge. Uh, he looks just great. I, I thought that was another uh, really good job by Warner. Um, you know, Manny Fernandez out of, out of nowhere. That was that was a killer too. Um, and then you throw in Powers of Pain. 
and uh, and the Bulldogs, and I know how I know how Chad worked to to get that dynamite signing. Um, and th- this would be killing Chad because he's got to pit. He's got to put the Bulldogs <laughs> against the AWA. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but but that AD set is just so good. And then when you look at that AWA set, it's so good too. When you get you throw Hanson in with you know Bachwinkle, the Vashans, the Redheads, uh, uh, Zabisco. I thought we did a little better job on Zabisco this time around. Uh, Ray Stevens, we got a shot to kind of redo his black and white card, which I thought needed it, and that needs a little boost in the artwork as well um, from the from the black and white set. Jeez, um, just both of these were were so good, and it's so close, and. Just to give Dave the deciding vote, I'm going to go with the '80s set, and that way he'll he'll get to be he'll get to be on a winner. There we go. You, you went with what I was hoping you'd go for there. I set that up. What a baby face! <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Normally, Jimmy. I give myself the swing vote to set up the, the deciding one at the end. So, thank you, Tim, for, for doing that. So. Yeah, Tim, Tim, you're too kind. All right, Dave, let's uh, go over to you for the deciding vote here. Um, yeah, tough, uh, tough call uh, because expansion set six is loaded. Um, you know, Dynamite Kid, huge signing. Adrian Adonis, huge signing. And, and Gordon Stoley, of course, is, you know, without peer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to go with, with set three. Uh, because for me, Stan Hansen was the signing that I had had wanted. Um, you know, you can put him with Brody. You can you can put him out there on his own, um, and and just such a uh, such a colorful character and such a somebody that I've always uh, enjoyed. Um, and on top of that, you've got Nick Bockwinkel, who is one of the best cards in the set. He is the so so. Bill has Inoki. I have Bachwinkle as the only guy in the history of my Fed to beat Andre the Giant twice. Wow! Um, with the Bachwinkle sleeper, he's got the figure four. He's got the sleeper. He's, um, you know, he's my favorite heel, both in terms of his in-ring ability and his in his persona. Um, and you know, I love Zabitko. I love having you know two good tag teams in the set. Ray Stevens. Um, so it's hard to vote against Gordon Soley, but I'm going with set three. And, you know, right. just a quick note on Bachwinkle. When we were first doing the card, the original, the black and white card, Chad wanted to give him three finishers with the pile driver as well. And I'm like, dude, I know you love yeah. Bachwinkle, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we toned it down a bit and made that a level three move. But he did use that at some point as like a secondary finish, so. I only imagine how many finishers they want to give Rick Martell. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we just made it through the first round here. So we're heading on to round two, uh, you know, expansion uh, two, three, four, and eight move on. Uh, so we're going to start here with uh, in the second round with legends expansion eight our uh, Memphis, Tennessee based expansion against uh, expansion for the hardcore one. Uh, let's start off uh, with, let's see who hasn't started one yet. Uh, let's see who hasn't. Let me start. Have you haven't started one yet? I don't think you so. Me to start, you know, my answer. 
Yeah, I know you're, you know what, I'll, I'll start with you, Travis. Go ahead. You start. What's your answer here? Come on. The Memphis are starting to my Memphis. I, I, I figured mean, that was it, it, it's right. too, I mean, it, I mean, not to be biased, but it's just too well-rounded and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can just do a whole card. It would be a, a – you could do that card throughout the week in Memphis. It would draw all the time. But just with those lower-card guys and that hard course, it's just hard to pick those. Letting them go on to a championship round with a, a Steve Carino, just incredible, Mikey Whipwreck. I can't justify them being any kind of championship round. So they 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 can't get a vote. Sorry. <laughs> well, we'll see if they get one here. I don't know. I think it, it might be a little lopsided. I'm thinking, yeah, you know, based on what were the discussions before. We'll see. It could be it could be surprised here. Uh, let's see, Dave. How about your vote here? Yeah, I think you, I think you know which way I'm going to go with this. Yeah. You know, my my anti or my my hardcore, you know, is not my thing. Yeah. Um, as much as ECW was transformative in in the wrestling world, and and ECW, I think revitalized independent wrestling and and you can't overlook that and guys like mikey wickbreath and 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 steve carino who might not have you know made it into a big time tv deal with one of the big two you know still managed to uh, to apply their trade and do what they did and get you know you know get a new era of wrestling kicked off and there's a lot of little guys that owe those two a lot of credit um but you know set eight what could be said? Tommy Rich, uh, you know, the new Moondogs, Steve Kern, Austin Idol, lots of, lots of good names added in, in that set. And and just uh, solid up and down. Tracy Smothers, another guy who vastly underappreciated for everything that he's done for the sport of wrestling over his entire career. May he rest in peace. So, and multiple generations with, <clears throat> of wrestlers, too. I think he's really yeah, influenced. So I'm, I'm going with set eight. Very cool. All right, Bill, what do you say here? I'm going to echo the sentiments of Dave uh, in this round. I think this the, the actual set eight is really well-rounded. It's got some really great – got two tag teams in it that are decent uh, that, are, that the other set doesn't have. Uh, and I think uh, uh, Dave pretty much covered all of it as far as uh, how well-rounded the set is. But uh, you put them head-to-head, I think the, the, the Memphis gets the nod this time. All right. Uh, Tim? We we have a winner, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the that? we'll keep the train rolling here because I mean, uh, as I said when we were doing sets four and five, I mean it, it was tough because there weren't a lot of guys in either of those sets that I would have utilized. Um, but so that that's why I, I wound up going with the hardcore set just because I really liked having like Abdullah and Kowalski and Curry, and not so much the ECW era guys. Um, but uh, yeah, the Tennessee set's just phenomenal. So. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to fall in line and, uh, uh, bow to the peer pressure and just go with that. <laughs> Sam, Sam, is it a clean sweep? Yeah, it's a clean sweep. Um, I will say, uh, that, you, you know, that the, it, it, I feel kind of lucky because I got to, you know, cast my vote in the first round for set one, which, which, you know, I stand by, like, I think that tag team set is, is awesome. Uh, as hard as it was for me to choose that over the Memphis set, but now here I am in a position where I can vote for the Memphis set and, you know, and be really happy with that and send, send Memphis, you know, <laughs> to the finals. I mean, not that I'm doing it, it was already there, but like, it, it, it's, um, it's cool. One thing though, that I will say about that hardcore set, and, and I can understand the perception w- without a doubt, but you know, even I am, am talking about guys like Abdullah and Curry and, 
and Kowalski and stuff, but uh, and Ox Baker. But I do think that when you think about the fact that you know Carino and Just Incredible in particular, certainly, I, I mean, worked their asses off for ECW, and and I think that Just Incredible um, is probably one of the few that you could look at as being kind of like a homegrown star of that promotion, and what he was able to accomplish from the start there into to the finish was pretty remarkable for for him. Um, and then you look at what Steve Carino did, you know, coming in basically kind of after the party was over, really, with ECW, and things were already on the yeah. downside. And and he, I, I mean, there was no one that the fans hated more than Steve Carino. Uh, he was the biggest heel in the promotion towards you know towards the end of that promotion. And when you look at everything he was able to accomplish after his run in Japan, like with Pro Wrestling Noah, the stuff that he did with the NWA, the stuff that he did in Ring of Honor, the stuff that he's done as a trainer, like Steve Carino is actually a pretty incredible individual in the annals of professional wrestling for everything that he was able to accomplish without ever going to WWE, except, you know, eventually as a trainer at NXT. So, like, I, I mean, I don't want to do those guys a disservice. You know, kind of like, you know, I know that it's easy to be like, those guys, you know, aren't going to make me buy this set or whatever. And that's fine. That That's totally understandable. But I do think that the impact that they have had in their own way is still just as, as important. Um, and I think there's a section, still section of fans, a section yeah, of fans yeah. that is, that set might be the most appealing because they yeah. are, you know, there is a very hard, you know, hardcore ECW fan base. And I think a lot of people are very excited to get a lot of those guys. But I think it was a good decision by the team yeah. when we put that out of having it a mix of different errors of guys and not just yes easy sure. to be focused so that's a yeah, great sure. getting you know bull and, and, and and to echo sam you know steve steve carino it's hard to talk about steve carino and not bring up kathy carino allison danger yeah who, who just brought the, the world of women's wrestling into in the new generation and oh yeah you know so credit to her as well as to uh to steve yeah yeah it, it doesn't hurt that Justin Credible hung out with Lance Storm there for a while either, right? The no doubt learning no. from from the master there for a couple of years, you know. So I, I mean, sure. between absolutely between that partnership with Lance Storm and his series of matches with Jerry Lynn, he clearly learned a yeah. hell of a lot from those two yeah. guys. There's no doubt yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, if we could get Dom Murray in there, maybe it'd be a different story. <laughs> 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 the and the antithesis of Alice in Danger, <laughs> right? Yeah, no joke. Yeah. <laughs> one a quick, quick, quick little story. Real quick. Uh, one of the things that I've always loved about Alice in Danger is that uh, I saw her multiple times at Shimmer shows as a fan. Like she was in the audience. She wasn't in the back watching through a curtain. She wasn't sitting up on the stage with Dave and the other you know other women up there. Whatever. She was literally sitting in the audience watching the shows as a fan, like with her kid. And I just always thought that that was so cool. You know, she, she didn't have to do that. Like, and I imagine she probably paid for those tickets, you know, but like, it, it was just so cool to see her like sitting in the crowd, watching those shows as a fan, you know, now she would make a beeline for the back as soon as like intermission hit or the shows were over or whatever, uh, uh, to go hang out with the wrestlers. But I just always thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I'll say the same thing about, the uh, the Cleveland weekend in 2015, uh, some of y'all were there. Um, the uh, the gal who's now Ruby Soho, then Ruby Riot, and, and at the time Heidi Lovelace, yeah. 
we were at the Cleveland show and uh, they had the ring set up on one side and they had the you know the the, the flea market and the and the poster selling and everything on on the other side and in the middle of Saturday afternoon the, the the ring was sitting empty so they brought out a bunch of kids the trainees you know to to just work in a ring in front of people for the very first time and Heidi was in the front row cheering on every one of those matches and not you know making money and socializing and and doing the doing the thing but she was just so supportive of even the the, the newest and the youngest kids that I was really impressed by that you know that same mindset that same attitude of you know supporting the next generation of the business moving forward yeah, and she awesome. jumped in voluntarily. It's funny. I, originally, I tried to book her for the main show on Saturday night, and she said she was unavailable. Oh. And then she wound up just sticking around anyway because I guess whatever she was going to do didn't happen. So she just hung out the whole time, and she uh, jumped in a match during that that student show, which was actually a very interesting match. It was her and Ricky Shane Page against Penelope Ford and DJ Hyde, uh, <laughs> like a random match that. <laughs> just happened <laughs> but yeah no she she is definitely awesome so. yeah <laughs> all right well we're gonna move on to our second semifinal. i think this one will be a little bit tougher than the last one here <laughs> uh so we uh have our uh legends expansion two, our mid-atlantic expansion against uh expansion three which is our hey i'll just say it our awa expansion uh don't tell Tom. Uh, and, <laughs> all right, let's kick this one off uh, with Bill. Why don't you give us our first vote here? Well, this is so tough. Uh, this is a really tight one for sure. Um, like, I, I, it's, it's really hard to pick between the two. Uh, I'm a big Wyndham fan and a big Hanson fan. Um, and I'm a big Johnny Valentine fan as well. And I, I've used almost all of these cards in my Fed at one time or another. Uh, but I'm going to go back to the AWA set again, just on the basis of uh, Stan Hansen being in that set. And uh, I agree with what Tim was saying about the upgrade on Larry Zabisco. I think he just uh, he captures that heel persona so well in that card. I think it's a really well put together for card as that slimy kind of heel guy who's going to cheat to win. And I like that. And that's uh, so going to go with the AWA set or the expansion set three to make it uh, politically correct, I guess. All right. Yeah. Special set three gets a vote here. All right. Let's head over to Travis. Another tough one. Man, you just don't think they're this tough, but they really are. <sighs> let's see. I guess I go, I go with expansion three just from Bachwinkle and Hanson. They're so, I mean, just the Hanson signing is just was so good. I mean, I love the Wyndham signing, but no one we never we didn't think we would get Hanson. That was just uh, it probably puts it in that favor to give it to that set. But it, it's it's that's tough. I have to slightly the AWA. There you go, Chad. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head over to Tim and see if he can go against Chad in this one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've either got to I've either got to piss off Chad or I've got to piss off Stu. So I've got to piss off two of my one of my compatriots from the uh, yeah yeah. Um, and I think I could probably win back Chad a little bit easier. So I'm I'm going to go with the the Mid Atlantic uh, expansion. 
just because, again, guys that I really like in there, um, Wyndham Blanchard, Magnum, Mass Superstar, Johnny Valentine. I mean, it, it, even, you know, uh, Brad Armstrong. I mean, what an underrated guy he was in the ring. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll hope that Chad doesn't listen to this because I didn't vote for the AWA set and then I didn't vote for the AWA set again. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I'm hoping, you know, and, and maybe maybe uh, I can stay with Stu instead of, you know, maybe they'll, they'll uh, move the, the, the Waterloo Hall of Fame to, to, to uh, Virginia. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to go with the Mid-Atlantic set. All right, so we got one for expansion set two. All right, let's move over to Dave Little. Well, I get to be uh, the kingmaker again because I'm going with set three. Okay. Um, very, very tough call. I think, you know, set two from top to bottom is very solid. Um, I love Wyndham. I love Johnny Valentine. But but the Stan Hansen factor for me plus, plus Bachwinkle, you know, Hansen and Bachwinkle get, uh, get my vote with that set. Well, Chad will like you much more than Tim, I think. You know, that's, that's two two votes for for three there. All right, uh, Sam, what what about you? What was your, what would your vote have been? So I, it's funny because I was thinking as we were going into this round, I was just sort of like, "This is great," you know. The the two sets that I love that I didn't get to vote for in the first round, I'll vote for the second round. You know, it's like I get to kind of you know have it again. Uh, but it's so damn hard to to decide between these two because I love that Mid Atlantic set so much. Um, and I love the new guys that, that are included in that set. Uh, but I think I, yeah, I probably would have gone with, I, I would have gone the mid Atlantic set. I would have gone with set three. Mid-Atlantic set? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we have our expansion uh, set three versus expansion set eight. I both made it into the finals here. Uh, so, uh, but before we get there, you know, any tournament, you can't go right from the semifinals into the finals. You got to have a little rest break. You got to have a of little not. bit of a inter, like a, 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 an exhibition match in there. So we're going to bring in the ladies. Uh, so <laughs> oh. we're going to bring in Legends Ladies this 1 versus for 2 uh, and see which one we're going to go with here. So Legends Ladies won, uh, headlined, I'd, I'd say, by Sherry Martell and uh, also the, the Glamour Girls, Judy Martin, Leilani Kai. Princess Victoria was the, the new card in that set. And we also had uh, Tina Moretti, uh, Rock and Robin, and Jazz. So that was expansion uh, Legend, or sorry, Legends Ladies number one. Legends Ladies 2, definitely headlined by Fabulous Moolah and Mildred Burke. We also have Beverly Shade, Candy Devine, Ida Mae Martinez, Joyce Grable, Susan Green, and Tony Rose. <laughs> Let's start off with Sam on this one. That's Legends 2, Legendary Ladies 2 for me. Uh, and it's summed up by Mildred Burke. I, I, I think that, like, if... You know, if somebody it, it, honestly having Mildred Burke in that set is the equivalent of if we released a set that had Ric Flair in it, as far as I'm concerned. You could put anybody else you wanted in that set. It wouldn't matter. We had Ric Flair. And that's how I feel about Mildred Burke in this set. You know, 
it just so happens that the other people that are in this set include, you know, Fabulous Mula and Ida Mae Martinez. Uh, I, I've loved using uh, Susan Green and, and uh, Beverly Shade in, in my fed. Um, Joyce Grable is another great name in there. So uh, I, I think, you know, the Legendary Ladies set one is great. There's some great names, but it's definitely two for me. All right. Bill, what about you? I think I echo those uh, sentiments. I think two has a little more star power uh, as far as Mildred Burke and Mildred Burke being in the set. I think number one is really well balanced. though. I think it's got some, a good cross reference of, uh, of characters in it or competitors in it from different genres. Uh, but the second one is just, it's got too strong uh, with the Mula and uh, Burke being right at the top is uh, obviously the two you want to put together to try and settle your championship feud or whatever you want to do with it. Uh, and the other thing I like about the second set was um, I didn't know a lot about a lot of um, Mula's trainees and, and that sort of thing. So I was able to enjoy the history of that as well. Uh, and so I was like sort of uh, did a little bit of research as far as before using the cards and trying to find out a little bit more about the competitors. So that was interesting as well. So I go with number two. All right. Very cool. Dave, what about you? I am going with set one. Okay. Um you know, the, the, the two names that really stand out would be Jazz, mm -hmm. who was ahead of her time in a lot of ways and, and just, you know, such an athlete and such a physical uh, competitor and, uh, you know, such a personality. And um, Sherry Martell, um, you know, again, one of the great names of the business all the way back to AWA when she battled with Medusa. Um, and if we ever get a Medusa card, that would be my Stan Hansen uh, equivalent. Uh, I don't know if she's, she's on Twitch, but I don't know if anybody's ever talked to her or approached her or um, if there's been any contact there, but, uh, but, you know, I, you know, Sherry versus Medusa back in the day, tremendous matches uh, comes to New York um, Sherry Martell basically made Shawn Michaels career when she took him over in the transition from, you know, just the generic pretty boy on the rockers to the boy toy. Um, you know, she had a run alongside Savage. She was just a great, a great personality. So with jazz and Sherry, uh, you know, I'm going to go with, with one, although certainly, you know, Mula. Great personality, but but some of the character and some of the, you know, some some of the issues with Mula and her conduct outside the ring tarnished that one for me. Yeah, so I understand that. Yeah, so uh, I'm going with ladies one. All right, Travis, uh, what is your vote here? That's another tough one too, because uh, Sherry's actually probably my favorite female performer ever. She was awesome. Anything she did, she was awesome. So it's hard to it's kind of so hard to vote against her, but I guess I got a little biased because I did sign Mula and her daughter loved loved hearing that she wanted her mom to remember. So it's always cool to hear when you see that kind of stuff. And then Mildred Burke, I mean that's two of the biggest names ever in women's wrestling. And then like I think as Bill mentioned it too, uh, you got to learn a lot of that. I didn't know a lot about Beverly Shade and uh, Tony Rose, Susan Green. I got to learn a lot about those. Uh, they're still a little contemporary. They weren't vintage people, but they were a little contemporary. So I, I like learning about that kind of stuff. So I did. I knew everything about the first set because I love jazz too. But uh, 
you got to learn a little more and you had two pioneers of the women's wrestling. So is there going to be any more women's set, uh, sets on the horizon? Uh, I think there's a good chance of that. I think we, yeah, I, I think we've, we've got a pretty good roster for a third. Well, set. I know a signing that happened last week. At Don't But it's a good signing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good signing. I think we got a got a couple ready for that. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we got we got a couple on the really good signing I, side. I, yeah. I'm really hoping we get that women's set this year because I'm excited about this one. It wasn't mine, but it's it's exciting. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. I'm yeah. I'm not sure the timing of that. Uh, we don't have Mike on here. Not that he would say anything now anyway. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. He'd tell oh, us I to shut up, to. and he would say just erase that last two minutes. Yeah, exactly. of this very, very, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Tim, what would your have uh, voted been on that one? Um, probably set two. Um, uh, Sherry Martell's just she's one of my favorites um, ever. But I loved I loved the Mildred Burke card. Uh, I I thought that you know of uh, again talking about some of the artwork. I mean that's probably as good as Mildred Burke has ever looked uh, in that that Warner drawing. I mean he did a great job with that. Um, I know Moolah, there's the back and forth and, you know, I went to a, uh, seminar out at CAC one year where it had some of the women that, that, you know, kind of refuted some of the claims that had been up there. Um, uh, you know, but, but then also said, you know, she, she wouldn't, she wasn't a great person either, you know, so they, they weren't trying to, to put her on a pedestal or anything, um. And then I think part of it is just having to deal with Princess Victoria uh, <laughs> from, from the first set. Oh, that was a ride there. That's, that yeah, one. that that was a little bit of a tough one, uh, where where it seemed like everything was great, and then I found out that that you know allegedly Ty had already signed her, and then it was it, it then it just kind of broke down and went to hell in a handbasket. So um, so with that sour taste in my mouth, I would probably vote for set two. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, Tim, I is there any? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Tim, is there any truth to the rumor that you once dated Mildred Burke? <laughs> I, I, I dated her mom. Actually. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I just wanted to throw in uh, real quick that uh, I, I love what uh, I love what uh, Bill had to say uh, uh, about. Um, Jazz. I think it was Bill. Was it Bill or was it Dave? Now, yeah. now I'm confused. Which who Dave. said it? It was Dave. It was Dave. It was Dave, it was Dave. It was Dave. Uh, about Jazz. Yeah. And I think the same could be said about Nora Greenwald and, and Tina Moretti. Is that you know both of them? Uh, and it's kind of neat that in this set we have these three ladies that are certainly more contemporary than a lot of other legends that we have, even on the men's side. Um, and that all three of them are true standouts within. You know, women's wrestling that, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to pick on anybody, but they're not some of the other names that they might have had to share the ring with in their particular era um, that that certainly would not quite fit the bill in the way that like Jazz and Nora and Tina definitely did, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. So, um, you know, certainly don't want to throw any shade at the at the set one because, you know, obviously Sherry, as everyone has said, is, is awesome. But, yeah, I just I think set two is the the fitting winner uh, of the the exhibition match before we get to the main exhibition yeah 
And I mentioned even T- Tina and Nora were even in the Royal Rumble this year too. So you know they're they're still. Yeah. Nora, what was Nora? Was she? Was well, she? Really? I guess she, she really was. She was <laughs> I, I don't understand. I still don't understand. I, I don't understand anything. There. Yeah, we're not going to get into that today. <laughs> but I do. I think. I think you know. I, I you know the Ivory there. I think she like. I think a lot of people are like. Oh, she should come back and be a manager or something. <laughs> right. Uh, like she, she got some heat. You know. She she <laughs> is sixty years old and wow. still looks like she can still go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, y'all mentioned Princess Victoria. She's actually going to be in Louisville in a couple weeks. Um, She had that book with John Cosper, and he's bringing her over to Louisville for a book signing in a couple weeks. So I don't really go to a lot of shows now, but I might show up. I asked her if she's going to have those shirts like Tom wears. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to try to pick one up if she does. So. If you if you go, Travis, pick me up one of those books. I'll, I'll send you the money for it. I will. I will. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like that. Good. Good luck in your card signing. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that may be an experience. Right. That may be like that may almost be in the Colt Cabana range trying to get your card signed. <laughs> oh. oh well. On that note, well, we are going to move on to the finals of the Legends Expansion Tournament here. And uh, we have Legends Expansion 8, our Memphis Expansion against Legends Expansion 3, our uh, Northern Midwest AEWA expansion. Uh, and uh, let's see, who do we want to start off with here? Uh, let's start off with Dave Little on this one. Let's see, let's see if you can get a winner making it all the way to the end here. Yeah, I am, I am going with, uh, you know, Bachwinkle and Hanson set three. Okay. Uh, those are those are my guys. Um, you know, set eight, lots of great personalities in that set. Good, uh, good card set. But uh, Stan Hansen and Nick Bachwinkle rule the day for uh, for me and my vote. All right, so Dave put them through uh, to the finals here. The first and second round, he got the deciding votes on those there. Let's move over to Travis because I think I know which way this one's going here too. <laughs> Just we'll get to get these uh, counteracting here. Uh, Oh, I gotta give him a Travis second. Is in motion. I caught him at the wrong time here. Uh, I got kicked out of the front room because uh, oh, okay. <laughs> going to bed. <laughs> My wife and daughter they'll be going to bed soon. They gotta get up at six. Oh, so uh, let's see. That's I mean it's tough. I mean I hate to be biased because it's Memphis, but I love Bachwinkle and Hanson so much. It's having them in the set and. And I'm kind of looking at it as a business thing, but I might have to choose the AWA because if we're promoting the game, let's be, I mean, Bachwick on Hanson is probably going to sell the game more than anybody in the Memphis set, besides maybe the fans in there or something. So I might just go with the AWA because that might be able to promote the game just a little bit more to outsiders to have those in there. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Wow, so I was not expecting that. I don't know if anybody was expecting <laughs> well, I mean, that one there. I mean, really, the most important thing is pushing the game. I mean, really. I mean, getting people to buy the game. So, And, I mean, I just got to be honest. With those two, they're going to probably sell more games than a Memphis set. I mean, we got to be honest. So, Especially if you throw Bobby Heenan in there, maybe. I mean, exactly, that, that yeah. Over the top. All right, Bill. Yeah, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go with the expansion pack three as well. Okay. Uh, this is too much star power, I think, in there compared to the Memphis set. 
uh, you know, the quality of cards are great top to bottom. Both sets are really well-rounded, but uh, I think with the with the brain being in there and Hanson and Bockwinkle just puts it over the top for me. All right. Wow. It looks like is it, it seems it's going to be a sweep here. Uh, Tim, which way would you have gone on this one? The Memphis or, or, or Midwest so, here? So here's where I try and get back in Chad's good graces <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, he'll, hopefully he'll let me stay at his house when I go out to the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, I would I would have voted for the AWA set as well. That that one's been on the fringe, uh, you know, both times for me here. And uh, um, yeah, I would I would I just like people have said, you know, just the star power having the Vishans in there as the tag team, um, and then um, uh, you know the the redheads who I've always uh, really liked in my Fed have always performed well lions you know even with other partners i mean together great uh with other partners great um you know so i yeah i, I would have gone with the awa set there sam yeah it's clean sweep? sweep it's clean sweep wow. man uh i i love the memphis set i love the memphis set so much um and uh i i love the depth of it um you know, getting to learn a little, a little bit more about a guy like Brickhouse Brown and just seeing what a gifted performer he was, you know, a guy who, again, if he was a few inches taller, um, you know, and maybe a few years later, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he would have been able to succeed anywhere he went, uh, whether it was, you know, WWF or WCW, um, you know, getting the, the, the color cards for some of those updates, the, the, you know, the new Coco wear card, um, is awesome. Not to mention, of course, Austin Idol, Dutch Mantel, the, the moon dogs, and of course the fabulous ones. But, uh, I, that AWA set is just, it's so good. And, you know, for me personally, the, the use that I've gotten out of all those cards, as I mentioned earlier, um, and the importance of that that Ray Stevens update, you know, it got mentioned earlier, but like getting getting those tweaks to that Ray Stevens card are huge. Um, and uh, I I think uh, yeah I I, I got to go with the AWA set, you know. Um, Nick Bockwinkle's probably going to make a, a run at the title in my Fed soon, so uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. But um, I love that set, and I'm really looking forward also to our friend Rock Rims. Ray Stevens biography, which should come out by the end of this year. So uh, cool. should be, should be a damn good book. Very cool. Well, thank you gentlemen uh, for all your uh, great insights and opinions here tonight. And uh, congratulations uh, to expansion set three, which a uh, big uh, favorite here. Uh, interested to see, definitely chime in on uh, how you uh, guys would have voted uh, on the message board. If anybody would have uh, differed from that. Uh, it's interesting that we did, you know, expansion set three swept the finals, but just barely eked out in the uh, previous two rounds here. So there's definitely, definitely a lot of uh, good contending sets here overall, but uh, uh, definitely a very, very happy with, uh, with that winner there. You know, I think you know, for me, you know, if you include Bobby Heenan in it, uh, that, that would probably get my vote too. If you didn't, that would probably be a little bit harder uh, for me <laughs> overall, I'd say, but uh well, I think that uh, wraps it all up 
here uh, for this tournament. Uh, so back over to you, Sam, to wrap us up overall. All right. Well, um, at the risk of overstaying our welcome and exhausting our guests, uh, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to basically point us in the direction home. Uh, before I do that, I will mention that we do have our new audio um, messaging system set up on the website. Just go to philsingergames.com uh, backslash podcast, um, and uh, you'll see uh, pretty much the first thing you scroll down past you know, the text is going to be a button that you can press and leave an audio message if you want. And we did get our very first audio message. It was from none other than Chad Olson. So I'll play that message for you uh, in just a moment. But first, I definitely want to say thank you to him. Uh, He's got a really, some nice comments for us. Um, No question, but that's okay because it's Chad. So we'll, we'll, we'll let him just talk for a minute. Hey, roll up team. This is Chad Olson. I just wanted to leave you a message. Um, According to what Mike says, I get all the messages. Actually, I don't even know how we get our messages. Corey takes care of that. I'm far too ignorant to figure that out as I am uh, technologically um, stunted in that area. But I just wanted to thank you for all the good content you guys put out. I really enjoyed your Ask Us Anything episode. And um, I really enjoyed the the Evolve look back that you did a few weeks ago that finally I finally got to that one. And that was a great episode. So keep up the great work and... Uh, yeah, maybe we'll meet you again for another Crisis on Infinite podcast. Take care, guys. Bye. So thank you again to Chad for leaving those comments for us. Uh, it, it's uh, always fun to hear from the the other podcasters out there. Uh, and, of course, we've got Tim on the show tonight. So, you know, you know we're, we're already kind of having our little Crisis on Infinite podcast crossover uh, uh, part two here. Uh, we'll certainly continue that down down the road. We've got some more great stuff for you uh, coming in March. Um, and maybe even maybe even something tournament-related still left, uh, left in, in the in I the think there might be we'll, something we'll more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of all the other podcasts, we certainly want to give a, a shout out to uh, the folks over at Uncharted Territory. Um, I always love listening to uh, their podcasts each and every week, and you should too. Don't forget. Thank uh, you, course, Sam. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Uh, and don't you dare forget uh, Grandpa Choco with the Phil Singer Games Fan Podcast. Of course, we've got um, uh, Lee Longpre with Dizzy Dice, uh, Brock Atkinson with Brockster Builds, and uh, he and Mike Fortune have also been doing their really cool um uh, character spotlights. Uh, they're doing some bootleg spotlights right now, which is which is really cool. Um, and uh, Dave, you know, I, I've not actually had the opportunity to to give y- your podcast much love, so I'm going to let you uh, plug yours right now, right here. Uh, I almost said live, but that's not true. So, so right here, right now on Roll Up, tell us about what you do. Yeah, I do Heartland Championship Wrestling matches on YouTube, streaming on YouTube. It's not really a podcast in the sense of uh, being a, a discussion format. It's just uh, I try every week or two to get to, to get some matches up on the channel. Had a great uh, match this past weekend with Ed Lewis and Harley Race uh, battling it out for the uh, that was a number one contenders match for the uh, the Northeast the Patriot Heavyweight Championship, which. Uh, I will not give any spoilers, but the winner of that match goes on to meet Kurt Angle at my pay-per-view on March the 12th, and that will also be uh, on the uh, on the YouTube channel. Right on. And what's the name of the YouTube channel? Uh, just go to Dave Little, or I can I can give you a link. Fantastic. Because the name is just a random bunch of numbers and letters that YouTube assigned. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I, but I can, I can send that out to you, and, and yeah, appreciate the, uh, appreciate the plug, Sam. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, before we get out of here, Bill, anything that you want to plug? Uh, no, I don't think there's anything I want to plug necessarily. Just uh, you know, <laughs> just want to say thank you for having me on, and uh, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing this, and I hope we do it again sometime. Well, thank you very much for joining us from the Great White North. I appreciate it, and uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun having you on here, Tim. If uh, if I could just plug a a non roll up podcast. <laughs> uh, we've got we've got the 71st episode of Uncharted Territory coming up. Uh, we're going to record Thursday night here, uh, and uh, could could get a, a little messy. It, it, we have Ashby versus Dick and Desher uh, <laughs> live, <laughs> the grudge <laughs> match of the century. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think this is like uh, you know ten rounds with twelve ounce gloves in the parking lot. Uh, so so we'll we'll see how that goes, uh, and and if there are any survivors by the end of it. But it should be a a fun show going over one of the uh the old uh, super reports the club galactica super reports with mark and and uh, having matt on there as well i've been awesome. loving those episodes so much it's a you know it's a part of uh the history of the game that i kind of missed out on and even though i saw a couple of like you know scanned copies in the late 90s or early 2000s it's been so cool to to get to you know hear your guys' deep dives on those um, it's, it's really been great to have mark on i mean he's such no. i mean he was so involved early on that uh um, it, it's just great because I wasn't part of Club Galactic at that point either. And so it's it's really nice kind of going back and, and filling in the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. I really awesome. enjoy hearing from him quite a bit. Hey, Grab- Tim, uh, oh. t- Tim, do you have any uh, any spoilers for the uh, Buffalo weather report uh, that are going to be on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that I, I don't want I don't want to ruin this for Grant. I'm going to let it go. I mean, you know, Buffalo in February and early March. I mean, you know, there's not a lot to surprise there, but uh, uh, but but I, I want to save it. I want I want to save that. That's that's uh, that's big news. So you can't just can't uh, keep giving that away. <laughs> Travis, you got anything for us before we get out of here? Uh, I think Brian would kill me if I didn't mention anything. Brian Lastwood, <laughs> make sure to subscribe to Jim Cornette's podcast on YouTube mm-hmm. and also uh, anything on the Arcadian Vanguard network. And just for a weather report, I was actually outside uh, doing Jim Cornette art today. It was so nice here in Louisville today. It was beautiful. So it's nice to just be able to sit outside and relax with the dog and just do art. Oh, and Tim, I just want to, I don't know if you've listened to uh, the podcast this week. Jim does a great boxing segment. Really? Yeah. I just just actually did the art for it before I signed on for it. So it's really good. So a lot of good fighters out of Louisville. Yes. That's what he's talking about. So, okay. Yeah. You'll like it. All right. Great. I'll, I, I, I've definitely got it queued up, so I'll, uh, I'll be checking that out at the beginning. So, yeah. Okay. Looking forward to seeing what Jim looks like in that piece of art then. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're sharing all the love. There's a lot of great stuff out there to listen to, to watch over uh, on YouTube uh, or Facebook, um, you know, wherever you you choose to to, to land. Um, There's there's a lot of fun going on in the community and outside the community as well, obviously, as Travis was just mentioning. Um, But uh, speaking of the community, of course, don't forget to check out the message boards. Um, Always great conversations happening over there Uh, every single day, every hour. uh, You'll find something interesting. (laughs) 
actually <laughs> going on at least. And then uh, don't forget, of course, the Phil Sterling Games um, uh, promoters uh, over on Facebook, um, which has also been a, a lot of fun. There's, um, you know, obviously lots of stuff that gets posted over there every day, whether it's match results, questions, uh, things for sale, um, the things that people want to buy, uh, all, all sorts of good stuff. Um, and we had a heck of a lot of fun getting our questions. We got a lot of questions from both Facebook and the message boards, um, as well as direct messages and emails. Um, had a lot of fun with our uh, Ask Us Anything uh, episode last week. Um, and I just wanted to give some shout outs to folks uh, who, who commented on the message boards about that. Of course, we've got Rob, Troy, The Faction, L.A. Wraith, Jerk Bronson, Guilty Party, Drop 19, Matt, Sinestro 24, I really want to know when we're going to get a run-in from, like, Hal Jordan or, you know, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner. It just, you know, I feel like we need we need somebody to, to, to come in and challenge Sinestro. It's just just me, probably. But uh, also Jay, Pariah, Wayne, and, of course, Stu. And, Stu, thank you again for your, your really, you know, well-thought-out email. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like I failed by not reading it uh, on the air. I probably should have done that. It was a great email, and I really enjoyed it having that conversation with you and then having the opportunity to kind of bring that dialogue onto the podcast as well. Um, so we look forward to doing that again in the future. Um, it'll probably be a while. We still have some questions that we were able to bank for that and we'll, we'll certainly get to those at a later date in time. But um, just want to thank everyone so much for continuing to hit that download button. Make sure you, you like, follow, subscribe, leave us that review. Uh, much like Travis was saying earlier, anything we can do to kind of get, you know, more people interested in the game um, and get, you know, the community continue to be built um, and hopefully have talent continue to be signed and bring in uh, all those big names that we've always been wishing for and hoping for. Um, and you can help do that by just leaving that review and, and, and getting uh, a word out there. So uh, make sure you do that. And uh, Todd, you got anything else uh, from, from FedHQ before we, we go home? No, nope, just uh, if you haven't yet, uh, make sure you uh, get your pre-orders in and then also your promoter prime subscriptions uh, that's in a different menu it's not in the new releases but if you want to be part of that and uh you know prime in q1 you know we already announced hernandez on the indie side we have a big uh, uh group coming in for legends that ties very well with our 50s and 60s theme there and then on the champion side it's uh, something it's a uh, uh, three cards that'll uh, fit right into chronos a couple new updates including one i am especially partial to uh which uh you'll you'll, you'll see at oh, one point yeah. very soon yeah i know yeah, yeah. i know uh <laughs> right on yeah i i don't think people are gonna want to miss out on prime i'm very very excited about prime in particular the legends uh I, i'm just yeah i'm thrilled and uh I, I can't wait for for people to find out um those names and of course we've got more announcements coming um this week you, you'll get new teasers on both wednesday and friday of course i'm really really looking forward to friday uh oh, yeah. and can't wait to kind of just continue the conversation so i want to thank bill dave tim and travis once again thank you guys so much for joining us thank you for uh you know helping us to get through this tournament it was a heck of a lot of fun um i i uh i think we i think we crowned a, a deserving winner i really do so oh, yeah. um yeah. so for for todd jershaw for phil singer games for roll up i'm sam fain thank you guys all so so much for listening take care of yourselves take care of one another be safe out there and we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of roll up